And in this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I will be speaking to the lovely Karen Compa, who reminds people they are worthy and have ultimate potential. She works with people to help them overcome and heal themselves so they can create a happier, healthier life from themselves. And her inspirational story is all about retaining integrity, purpose and resilience when real life strikes. So hello Kaz and thanks for joining me today on Everyday Inspiration podcast. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do and where you're from? Yeah, so I'm uh, Kaz, Karen Conville. Um, from near Newcastle in the northeast of England and I'm currently working as, this is the thing, um, what am I currently working as? I do, I, I basically I help people, I can't, I haven't quite nailed some sort of description for myself yet but I work with people to try and help them to find the happy. Yeah well I know that um, obviously I, I am blessed to know you personally and I know the work that you do so you you really help people to uncover locked emotions and help them to lighten their loads and um, whether that how that is a physically in them isn't it that's what your course is at the moment isn't it it's, even though it's the weight of you we're just talking about it yeah um, it's what is your course called so at the minute I'm doing a course called meditate your weight in inverted commas um, reclaiming the essence of you so it's about as um, sensitive people uh, which is t- which tends to be who I work with it's people who are struggling a little bit but maybe not knowing why so quite often they'll say well I've got nothing to be unhappy about because of whatever you know but like there's other people worse off than me it's always that sort of way of thinking but there's something not quite right in their life so it could be that they're unhappy with their physical body or anxiety overwhelm they might be suffering pain which is stopping them from living the lives that they want to and stopping them from being in the true essence of them they're not being who they came here to be yeah so it's a 28 day program which is essentially about um nailing a meditation practice so we do it for 28 days so that that habit's starting to form um and getting that awareness becoming familiar with the programs that are running and the thoughts that they're thinking, the, the feelings that they've got, the behaviours that they're repeating all of the time that are keeping them being who they never wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, so meditating the weight is, it, it's thinking around that energetic, excuse me, weight that we all hold. Um, that can just show up in, in different ways in our lives. So it's a really deep dive in the, in the space of four weeks mm-hmm. to figuring out um, where people are now, what's got them there, whether the things that they're doing are serving them and how they can move back into a state of being in inner peace and creation and moving forward in with the life, feeling more like themselves and less like who they've been pretending they were. I, lo- I love that. I love that. Like, as you were saying, like, we hold energy so much in different ways and uniquely as well so 
Some of us might hold it within the physical body as pain. Some of us might hold it within our body's anxiety and overthinking, or as you said, as physically as overweight, as a protection. Um, exactly. And I think your course sounds amazing to, to bring awareness to that because two things, we don't often stop <laughs> to bring awareness to, to the body, the mind-body connection. We're often in our heads and especially during this time where our body's constantly in charge um, at the moment. So teaching these tools, I think, is vital for to build um, inner awareness, resilience, you know, like, nor we say normal, but you know, like the strengthening things that that may be more uh, mainstream language um, for everyday people, even people that don't have that um, high empathy um, or who are empaths, you know, and I think that's who you're kind of designed for. Your course is designed for is more empaths and highly sensitive, as they would say. Absolutely, because it can be very confusing for for people if they if they're feeling something and they don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, and this is about re-establishing those boundaries. So your boundaries aren't quite so porous. You're not taking on the weight of the world as much. You're aware of it. It doesn't stop you being a, a nice person and being helpful and empathetic to people. It just means that. You've got that awareness there and you can say, hang on, this is my dance space, that's yours. And you've got a bit more of a of a good energetic boundary in play. It sounds, it, right, sounds, yeah. it sounds absolutely amazing. And at the end of this, we will get all your details from you where they can find out, as well as at the bottom of this podcast, you will find all of uh, Kaz's details, our website, etc. within that. But to hand on to your, I mean, this is inspirational as it is what you're doing and how you're helping it. But where did um, your inspirational story really start? Where did it come from? Where did your passion come from for to be able to help people? Well, I think um, one of the words that you that you said there was resilience, and I think that's what a lot of this has been about. Uh, uh, where, what has happened in my life is kind of I've just had the resilience to overcome whatever has come and kind of divert a little bit um, from being a very young age. All I ever wanted to be really was a mom. I just wanted to be a mother. You know, I just love um, baby dolls and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and it wasn't until I had my own child that I decided that I could work with children as a way I'd never even heard of a child mind and it was my health visit I'd said you know you're really great you've you've because I would look into um about all of the development and things like that and it, and it just fascinated me how we learn and how how children learn and what would be the best way for to raise a child um and she suggested that I should become a child minder which would be a great way for me to stay at home uh, that is what I did so I loved it and really enjoyed diving into the psychology and the brain development and the physical development and all of that sort of stuff. But was also very aware that by doing that, as um, a lot of people do when they become parents, you start to reflect on your own life and the childhood that you've had and the impact that people have had on you with the things that they've said and the events that have happened in your life and your own experiences. Um, so it really 
set me set me thinking about how how we are shaping the lives of the younger generation and how much that's changing very quickly now because of the times that we're in and it's as if we can't we're struggling to keep up with what's going on it's um i mean we've just been talking before we came on about websites and how that's a real struggle for me at the minute but for children that is what they've known so they've grown up with this technology so i was just really fascinated with um how how we learn how we think how the effect of what we think has on uh, has a real impact on our body and i really got invested in a, a philosophy called high scope which is about having um high aspirations for children and a, a big scope of curriculum so it's not just about focusing on the things that we've been taught to focus on which are very academic like maths and um english it's about it's about the child as a whole it's about that holistic um well-being and it's about resilience and having high um, aspirations and inspirational way of looking at the world and how they can navigate it and how they can um be creators and inventors rather than just um, remembering what is taught to them. So it was really um, high scope that changed my way of thinking, and it, and it just made sense to me the way that it was, um, the the way that it was taught, and the way that that way of being is. And it's not just for children; it was for adults as well. So I found that while I was um, using this philosophy which was very much about independence and decision-making and all of these great qualities that we want people and children to have. I found that I could use that with adults as well. And I became so passionate about it that I actually ended up teaching it. So I went into training people who worked with, with children. Um, because of the way that I am, uh, very interested in that side of things, but also having, uh, I don't really like to use the word spiritual now, but a, a more away way of looking at things. I was always interested in all things um, magical and metaphysical and that sort of thing. Um, always just having a real passion for people feeling happiness and comfortable in their own skin mm -hmm. and that they're valued and that they make great con contribution to the world. So I've always wanted to, to make everybody feel like they matter. So going into a training capacity where I was working with people very much around, um, you know, um, early years curriculums and, and a high school philosophy, I found that when the way that I trained and worked with people was very well received because I connected it to emotions and to emotional well-being and the idea that no matter what it is that we're wanting to create um, or to learn about we can't really do it effectively unless we're in a good space emotionally mm -hmm. so it was talking about the holistic well-being of children so whether it was um, if I was teaching a workshop on maths for boys or whatever was required of me from um from authorities or whoever I was working for, 
it I would always bring it back to holistic well-being. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had this work part of me, which was um, in training and teaching. Um, but also I would have as a hobby, I would be doing things like uh, a la Reiki, I would be looking into um, the mind-body connection and all of that sort of thing. So as um, kind of governments change and budgets change, the the, the need for coming uh, coming out and teaching people stopped because there, there just wasn't the budget there for the education around these sorts of things. So I went into working with the parents of children as well. So that was great as well for me because I was, again, very passionate about children and families. So what I noticed from doing that was that actually it was great focusing the attention on the children and making that good impact in the early years. But what was also needed was to um, give the awareness to the adults, to the yeah. parents, to the people, because they only knew what they knew mm -hmm. from their experience, from their background, from their understanding, from what they see. And being a parent doesn't really come with a, a guidebook. So it definitely is one of the hardest things that you'll ever do. So I found that again, because I was used to teaching people who worked with children, working with parents was very different again. And I was able to put a spin on things so that they could then reflect on why they thought what they thought mm -hmm. and how them thinking that way shaped how they parent, how they teach. So this kind of took me, you know, again, down a different path. Mm -hmm. So it was then working with children and with adults. And then it happened where um, it, I was doing this, fam teaching this family learning, which I absolutely loved. It was a, it was a fantastic job. The things I didn't love so much were the politics around it and the paperwork around it. Um, so it became less about people and empowering people and getting people more confidence mm -hmm. and, you know, making people feel like they could do things mm -hmm. and became more about getting people on to do math and English courses. Yeah. So whereas I'd worked for a few years and, you know, people, I would have people coming in who had a real resistance to any sort of education, even though it was just a, a fun workshop for three mm -hmm. hours. They would have a resistance because there'd be paperwork to fill in, there'd be things to discuss and to have people come in and not wanting to engage at all to at the end of a three hour session, wanting to do maybe a six hour session mm -hmm. and then from that go on to do some sort of um, empowering parenting course to go from that to doing something which might just make them feel like they're worthy and they're mm -hmm. capable of doing much more than what they had ever been taught before. Yeah. And, you know, they're being told uh, you're never going to amount to anything. You're just like your, your parents, all of this sort of stuff. To see them totally shift the perspective, to ask if they could then um, maybe go on to do maths and English so that they could then go to college to do something that they'd always wanted to do, but never believed that they could. So for me, it was a, a lot about um, letting people know that, that their, their own power, mm -hmm. 
and the resilience that they have and the potential that they have if they only dared to believe in themselves. Yeah. So we moved from that then because there wasn't, um, again, there, there wasn't the, I couldn't be in my integrity working in a role which didn't have the same values as me. So I then, in the background of all of this, had been retraining in a lot of things to do with um, the science of the mind body and um, lots of energy stuff. I've done card readings and all of that sort of stuff, all pulled together. And I just thought, do you know what? I love doing this. Why don't I just do it as, as a business? So I started, um, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe about seven years or something. About seven years ago, maybe doing card readings um, to start off with, just as for friends and things like that. Um, and then it just progressed from there. And I started doing energy healing. Then I would teach workshops around this. Um, and went into doing things like retreats because I found that a lot of the people that I work with they would be open for doing courses they would read books they would watch documentaries they would do all of the all of the bits that gave them the knowledge but then they were struggling to implement them or they were struggling to find the time to make that real change so by going into doing a retreat, it meant that they had a retreat from their normal life for a weekend, which gave them the focus to just knuckle down and do what needed to be done and to really look at what had been happening in their lives, how did they want to move forward, who, who they really are, and to just be themselves and to know that they were in a safe space to be able to do that. Um, so that was kind of what brought me to where I am now is doing little bits and bobs of everything and just remaining resilient as, as you know, I had a, a wellness hub um, but earlier this year due to the current global situation going on, um, we had to close that. So for me now it's right, well, how else do I help people? How can I still get this to people? And it's trying to, to bring this through digitally although it's much better to to see people face to face I think you've got to try and roll with the times so this is my current struggle which I will overcome and there will be online courses and there will be working in a completely different way but at least I have that understanding now where I can recognize and go right I'm feeling like I want to at times jack it all in and just go and get a job in Aldi but I know that this is just something uncomfortable to me and I've done this before with much worse you know I've overcome um breakups betrayal cancer all sorts of uh, things like illnesses intolerances I've overcome a lot of that I'm sure if I've overcome that I can overcome a website building experience for a for a month or two I will get there you're it's unbelievable how you're your story has evolved and through all the the whole thing is your inner resilience your inner knowing that there's something within you that can guide you and I think that that's where I, I really 
uh, can hear the passion and the inspiration that you really want to share that with other people because you are and you've found that resilience within yourself and you want to share that and that impact within it is just amazing I love it I love it how it's like evolved within how uh, circumstances around where you've been to even this year you know like you, I know your business was doing amazing you know and you had so many big dreams about a lot of you to fail and kind of maybe giving up but as you say I mean I've like I'm blessed to be your friend as well <laughs> but to see you like grow and then share as well and you're always being sharing so I mean I can't wait till everybody see your groups and be part of it um, because your wisdom is is amazing and your passion for to teach people this is um, just you can see it you can if you once you get to well you'll hear this but once you get to see Kaz as well you'll be able to see it just um, runs through a hundred percent so if you could give our listeners one piece of advice <laughs> what would you leave them with today um I'd say <laughs> Know, know your worth and know your power and understand that you can make changes. And when we have these times, so, I mean, we didn't go into it there, but these times that do trip you up, that have you feeling like you want to just retreat and um, you start to feel like you're not enough or you haven't done enough or anything like that, try and give yourself the compassion that you would give to other people yeah. and remind yourself that you it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling when you're having these downtimes it's okay it's it's better for you to acknowledge those emotions and to sit with them for a day or two if need be but not to dwell there yeah. to to sit for enough time to sit and go right this has happened and almost be a bit matter of fact about it pick it apart and say what 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 can I learn from this yeah. and is it a diversion to something else know that everything happens as it's meant to where am I supposed to be going from now don't dwell there pick yourself up and know your power and know that this is just a little detour you have got that resilience and the power to to make those changes I love it I absolutely love that and I think the listeners will to just think that it's so true, like to give ourselves com compassion when we're going through this, when we question ourselves, giving ourselves awareness within it and knowing that we have got through things. Because sometimes, as you say, when we're in that position, we forget, but all of us have that capacity to build that resilience and have that. So absolutely. where can everybody find you? Um, so I know that you're building a website, so hopefully it'll be ready by the time that this has released. Yeah, <laughs> it's live yeah. soon, so it will be, yeah. Yeah. Great. What is it called? Uh, KarenConville.com. That's easy enough. <laughs> and you have um, a page, do you have a, way, uh, a Facebook page? I do, that's Karen, Karen Conville-UrbanZen. And then they can find your groups, etc., 
um, to join your different groups on there as well, can't they? That's right. Yeah, thank you. Right, perfect. And at the below this podcast, all Cara's details will be there. So don't worry if you haven't caught it, they will be in the bottom of the podcast. But we'd just like to say thank you for listening and thank you, Karen, so, so much. for Thank you so much for having me here. My pleasure. And we'll just end.